Hello everyone and welcome back to Feels Like Weezer, the weekly podcast where we talk about Weezer's entire discography, song by song, track by track. Uh, I'm Zach Franking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. I'm Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And to my right is... Condra from The Amateur Nerds and formerly Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute and Dr. Horrible Minute, or Dr. Evil Podcast of Evil and Wildcat Minute coming in the future. Solid. Welcome back. Thank you for uh, having me back. Oh, absolutely. We always love it when we get a Boudreaux on here. So, did I pronounce that right? You Boudreaux? did, indeed. Baudreaux? No. Badero? We're not the Baudelaire children. The Baudelaire children? <laughs> yeah, and there you go. Uh, did you understand that reference? It was a millennial reference, mm-hmm. Eric. So, I didn't know if you got that or not. Okay. Book series, series of unfortunate events. And TV oh yeah, show. It, it, it's definitely familiar. There's, there's something. Yeah, okay, okay. There's something <laughs> in the ether that's uh, yeah. Look, I just love anything that Jim Carrey does. So, um, or NPA. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, the the TV show that was actually good. Today we're talking about the sixth track on the Green album, "Knockdown Drag Out." it's catchy i think i have i have more respect and love for the green album i think than a lot of people and i (laughs) I hear a butt coming (laughs) no i mean this song i think is just like very like basic weezer it's Mm -hmm. like catchy it's repetitive it's like a bit of a bop but not like a full bop half bop half bop a bow Um, I do enjoy it. I mean, I asked for this song, so I do like it. I think it's... I was trying to read the lyrics, and I'm like, what I'm reading is not what I hear, so this is a very interesting thing. Uh Uh-huh, right. Well, I mean, I think that's just a common universal experience when you look at Weezer lyrics, so... um, Because I know it is for me, because I still don't know what the heck he's saying half the time, and we've covered, like, two and a half albums now. So what about you, Eric? What do you think? Um, you know, and, and the, I, we're on an upswing for me. <laughs> you know, this this is getting even better, kind of, in my opinion. Making okay, you know, I, it's, it's not making the green album more appealing in general because, especially in this latter half, the songs do kind of feel get this repetitive nature. But this one for me, I, I'm really enjoying. It's 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 a, a bit of that stuttering that he he'll do during these verses. I think I think it's just I think it's just a great strong two minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and and I was really digging just repeated truly just the song only, not like the couple songs that we sometimes will, you know, sometimes I will go back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. in a playlist, you know, in a repeating playlist. But uh, I was just on this song, 
dead on and repeating and and because it's only two minutes i mean i can listen to it eight times and it's like <laughs> you know <laughs> a, oh a longer song uh wow i'm glad you really like this because i think it's the worst song on the oh. album <laughs> no it's better than get you it is such a compact two minutes which is fine like i'm fine with the length i think that's great but the the the, the song is just not that good uh, lyrically doesn't make any sense i have no clue what the heck he's saying about like talking about here like are they are they breaking up or maybe maybe that's the thing maybe that's what it is that he's breaking up with somebody um or they're not breaking up with each other uh or it, they're they're kind of an on again off again thing. I don't know. I think I don't know. I think it's an on again off again kind of thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Even mm-hmm. even that's what I was reading. I was reading the comment section of one of the lyric pages I was looking up because I was like, what do other people think about this? And it was a lot of a lot of people's opinions were on again off again kind of and. Mm-hmm. I and I, I think that that's probably the the most generous read of it as well. But I I just I just can't. I cannot enjoy this song. It is, it's too repetitive. It's too, just blech, you know? It's just blech to me. Uh, I know, I'm sorry, but I just, it's not, it's not good. It's not a good song. I, I don't know if I even like Weezer anymore at this point. Like going through this podcast, it's been like, do I even like any of these songs? I just, you know. You're in the attack of the clones. Yeah. That I right. Absolutely. Uh I, there are a few there are a few songs later in this album that I think are pretty good. Um but you know, like honestly most of it is just downhill. It was downhill from Island in the Sun for me, you know. It just But this is the this is the low. This is the low for me. Uh But but if this if this is the Attack of the Clones for me for this I mean if if, if the Green Album is Attack of the Clones, then this song is the Battle Geonosis. <laughs> For me, this song is when he floats the, uh, the fruit across the table. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to uh, say the rolling in the field. No. Uh, that that one's crab. Uh, okay. This is the one I skip. This is the song I skip every time it comes up. And I'm like, I can't even waste two minutes of my time to listen to the song. I'm, I don't want to listen to it. I think this, just, this one for me just does interesting things, especially in like the last verse and stuff with his his syllables and where he puts what word and even what syllable and what beat because it catches me every time I like want to sing it straight and then it's like nope there's this weird gap there like it is there's a bit of a surprise to some of this song and if I don't listen to it for a while Mm -hmm. it does come on to me and I'm like oh yeah I I forgot it has this weird beat in it and it kind of breaks it up in comparison where a lot of these songs like this could be the second the demo tracks for the blue album like it's all this is what it is it's a demo track that's what it is this needs more work that's my thing because here we go this is the second time that the that this album has done this for me where i like another version of the song that they do like just a few years later better um because i i'm normally i don't listen to the live songs because i'm just like whatever but I listened to the live version of this from uh, the Maladroit, no, the Keep Fishing yeah. uh, retail CD from EP. whatever. Uh, and I loved it. Like, the guitar solo's good. He sounds a little more anguished, which makes more sense, especially if we're doing an on-again, off-again thing. Like, it, it just... It, 
it's it's too simple for its own good i think in in the original version but the 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 live version which is what i feel like it should have been just a little bit more work just a little bit less polish and it would have been great not great okay it would be more like the sand line from attack the clones one of those ones that you love to hate but with my liking it more definitely more than i think i think both of you but definitely more than zach <laughs> um i mean you know like like i said it's that kind of stuttering that you know he even puts there's there's even uh the, the space in the line uh in the bridge mm-hmm. you know which is a short line itself anyway let's say you love me now you know but say you love me now that that big pretty big pause there and within that pause there's even that this you know the music the guitar riff that's that's kind of a descending line mm-hmm. and that i mean that just i mean and it's, and it's just just a, like a, just a minute you know halfway through essentially just over a minute you know through the song and and it does that you know i mean i'm, I'm glad it only does it once though i mean it, i think it i think that makes it even better it would be bad yeah. if that kept happening and you guys are right like the the way that they space his words and the way he he really does make he really makes the lyrics a part of the music as well this the you know the vocals a part of the music because for a lot of songs you can just extricate the the vocals and still enjoy the song you know i think in this they're they're too intertwined you know with how everything's kind of staccatoed with it see look at me using (laughs) musical terms you know, it, it with with how ingrained it is, it it just it would be too difficult, and it wouldn't. It would sound worse than it is. I'm gonna challenge you here, and I wonder if that's a plus for this song because most Weezer songs, the lyrics like don't matter, and the music does sound good, but they've mm-hmm. actually written lyrics and incorporated them them in such a way that elevates the lyrics of the song in a different way than most other songs. Okay. I, I mean, there's a positive to actually like good lyric integration where you can, the song is elevated with the lyrics being present as opposed to just being a good musical background. Like, this song's not going to appear on a like a string orchestral cover album because it doesn't work without lyrics, and that uh, says something to the lyrics, even okay. if they don't make sense. Like, Rivers' presence is important here. I mean, but it's it's one of those things where it's like the music doesn't sound good if there's not a kazoo. But does that mean that it's good? You know, it. it you know what I'm talking about? Like, isn't there a Beatles song with uh, they start playing kazoos in the middle of it? There's so many Beatles songs. They had a lot of drugs. <laughs> well, See, I mean, like, may, maybe the one that you're you might be thinking of the most that maybe the pops most to my head is Yellow Submarine. Right. Mm-hmm. I just just because you have a weird, you know thing in there that makes the music better doesn't mean that it's good yellow submarine is a good song okay i think i have said on this podcast before i'm not the biggest beatles fan um, um lyric wise though i mean they're definitely the one word that i was most kind of unsure of you know i'd, I'd, I'd want to call out is at the end of the chorus the word hope yeah i was i was never catching before i always thought it was home I, I didn't get that far. <laughs> several lyric sites I saw said home instead of hope, but no. hope makes a lot more sense. I mean, it does, but I think home home is a much better lyric, I think. 
if you're if you're doing the on again off again kind of thing, like I'll meet you on the other side of home. Like you have it sep you you're separated. Meet you meet you on your side of the home. Essentially, I don't know. Could it be home then? You know, I don't know. I'm not Rivers Cuomo. Call him up. <laughs> Beep yeah, boop. Yeah, this, this is one situation where we don't have the supposedly official, you know, kind of you know, handwritten out in the in the Wizardpedia. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, way back for especially for Blue and I think most of Pinkerton or maybe most all of Pinkerton it. had it too. They had it, um, but this uh, album we were without. So we can't yeah, quite do that analysis. On the inside of the the slip cover, it's just a picture. Yeah. Um, do we want to mention how? Again, this this is this is something I just only real, you know knew from Wizard Wizardpedia, is that you know he may have drawn inspiration from uh, the Green Day song Worry Rock, which uh, they went on to cover not uh, too long after this, and and will be will be uh, covering. We will in a in a, in a single episode, episode similar similar to our previously uh, previous uh, Valoria. And how appropriate that they're touring together. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like they planned this or something. <laughs> I'm excited to go see them. Well, good for you. You'll have to be our, our uh, roving reporter on that. Absolutely. Next August. Yes. Can you, like, sneak in a phone and record it? I mean, it's at Fenway, so... No, you have to sneak it in. My phone was coming regardless. <laughs> uh, when when are you going? What date? Um, the Fenway show, which is August twenty seven, I think. Gotcha. I haven't okay. seen Fallout well, Boy yet, which is like kind of my big. I think I talked about this last time I was here. Yeah. Which was like my big reason for buying this one, but I'm also excited to see Weezer again. See, so yeah, so in Anaheim on that date. Oh, what do you be doing for, for Star Wars ce- celebration? Amazing, oh, you nerd, dork! <laughs> I say as I look at my shelf of Star Wars novels. Uh, the only other thing I have for this song is that it was originally titled "Any Day Now." Yeah, hmm. which I I like knockdown drag out better. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that any day now, it's a good it's a good line, you know, and I mean it's definitely repeated more than. No, it's not. He just says it once. The opening line. It's like an Emily Dickinson poem where they just title it after the first thing in the poem. You know, that's what it, that there was the link I was missing. I was I was sitting there and I'm like, God, this reminds me of something. And I'm like, oh, an Emily Dickinson poem because it makes me want to die. So, um, Emily deserves better than that. She what was- than this song? Absolutely. <laughs> Anybody deserves better than this song. No, the comparison. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's okay. Emily Dickinson is way better than this. Like, I'll, I'll give that, you know. I think she's a better writer than Rivers Cuomo. He'll probably agree with you. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly. I And I love Rivers' lyrics, but, you know, come on. Emily Dickinson. Right, Eric? Uh, sure. All right. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you guys got anything else? Uh, I think I'm done. I'm good. 
Who covered this song, Eric? Uh, well, we certainly have um, uh, the Vitamin String Quartet. I really, I, I keep waiting for you to yeah. say Vitamin C. It's, <laughs> I just want that so bad. Um, and then also really quickly, I just found, uh, you know, uh, there is a, uh, the Molotov cocktail piano covers lots of stuff. The two, big cover business group. Wait, really, so. Really, I mean, besides, you know, things by more amateurish people, I mm-hmm. believe, you know, nothing else. So you're, you're trying to, t- no. so we do, we do have a string version of this. No. So. That whole thing we went on about early about how the lyrics and the vocals are too entwined. I the thing is, I listen to the Weezer. I, I listen to VSQ all the time, and I listen to their Weezer album specifically. And the Green album stuff is like the rockiest for VSQ. Uh, hey all, this is Zach coming in post commentary. I'm just letting you know that uh, we had a little bit of an audio hiccup there. Uh, Eric's Discord just decided to crap out on him because you know that's how technology works. Uh, he liked this song. Uh, he's not going to be able to give his ranking. We kind of did a little thing. I'm going to leave all that stuff in. I thought it was kind of funny, um, but you know, I'm not the funniest person in the world. So uh, Eric gave the song an eight. Point five, which is just just ludicrous. Anyway, here, enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, Eric. So uh, it's it's ranking time. Uh, do you remember how to do this, Kondra? One to ten. All right, all right. Here we go. Here, Eric will give you a you know a the, 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 a taste for it. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you what do you rank this one? Eight point five. Okay, and I think we should do some different takes here. So like shocked, like what? No way, really? Good choice, yeah, huh? Ooh, interesting. Now upset? Are you serious? Yeah, that that's what good. you give it. That's way too high. Like, I. Mm. That's really high. <laughs> I respect your life choices, but I respect them. I don't agree with them. That's the thing. I don't know what. What next? What other what other emotions can we do? Happy? Oh, we did oh. happy, I thought. Or that was that surprised? Ooh. I think surprised turned out. Let's more do happy. condescending. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I guess that's a good ranking. I mean, if that's what you're comfortable with. You know, with. I just I I don't think I would do that, but I think it looks good on you. So Okay, in Contra, what's your ranking? <laughs> So I'm thinking like probably like a seven ish. Oh. I I do like this. Like I like mm-hmm. it enough. It's one of those that like I do seek out. It gets stuck in my head a lot, which I think is yeah. the problem. It it because it's that so is catchy that it gets stuck in my head. So I listen to it a bit more than some of the other songs on this album or some of the other albums mm-hmm. in general. Um, but it does it does not. It's not like a mm-hmm. full full big Weezer song for gotcha. me. But it is still Weezer at its roots. Well, uh, on that note, me? I will give it a uh, 2.5. I really don't <laughs> like this song. I don't. It is wow. It is just, it. like I said, it, it's the one I skip over every time without fail. I had to force myself to listen to it. Um, and I listened to the live version first before I actually even listened to the regular version. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I'm glad you guys do. That's fine. 
you're, I mean, that's, you do what you have to do to make it through the day, opinion. but I just, it's, it's not great to me. So sorry. And that's your well, life decision. I mean, although I guess I probably shouldn't take too much stock in what you like and dislike because, uh, you do like gratitude. So yeah, I which do. we yeah. all know is just a terrible opinion. Um, it was my first album. Well, my first Weezer album that I really listen to all the time. To yeah. as, as my I album. get that. Yeah. I understand. That's why I like Red so much. But Red, Red was just on the cusp. I think it was a little too elevated. It was a little too high concept for me at the time. Yeah, but Red is also actually a good album. So Red is a great uh, album. No, I love Red now. Compared to Ratitude? Um, uh, Ratitude will hold a special place in my that's heart. That's fine. You can have that place. Just keep it far away from me. Uh, so where can we find you online, Contra? So you can find me online at the Amateur Nerds on the Twitter. Um, we are also, um, so I work with my brother who has been on this show before, Tyler, and we host a couple of podcasts. We just finished up Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, which is a Movies by Minute podcast. Mm-hmm. We are working on uh, the Evil Podcast of Evil, where we uh, analyze Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, uh, small sections of time at a time at a time and then i I don't know how to describe it we do it in in like segments yeah yeah it's not a minute right and it's like a song like a song and and pre and post like the the lead up to the song a scene yeah i i was on it that's how i know these things so if you want to hear me spew some also terrible like you know things about music uh my opinions which are as we all know garbage um It'll eventually. It'll come be out. there sometime. When, when when school when this school break comes, you know I'll be good. There you go. Light at the end of the time. <laughs> and we will. Our next project is Wildcat Minute, where we're going to talk about High School Musical. What team? Wildcats. What team? Wildcats. Oh, such a good movie. So good. Um, and uh, you can always find us on uh, the Facebook. And on the Twitter, at Feels Like Weezer, you can uh, you stop by our Tee Public. We've got some. You can buy some stickers. You can buy some shirts, notebooks, uh, phone cases. You can have my face on a phone case and what? Eric's face on a phone case. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, literally anybody. Nobody would want that. Uh, but you can get it if you want to. Tpublic.com slash I think user slash Lucky Mustard. Um, and you can also find Almost Famous Minute stuff there. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, you, if you want to tell me how wrong I am about this song, feel free to email us at uh, feelslikeweezer at gmail.com. And as always, uh, this podcast and other great rock and roll podcasts are brought to you by the Pantheon Podcast Network. Uh, check out pantheonpodcasts.com for some great, great podcasts. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for being on the show. Again, Kondra, Thank really you appreciate for it. Back. We always love it when we get you on here. Because I go on the uh, best book tangents. Absolutely, because uh, books, books are uh, books are a dream you hold in your hand. Is that the Neil Gaiman quote? I don't. Maybe. I, I know he has a really awesome quote about librarian librarians and how they will always beat Google on everything. 
So mm-hmm. I love Neil. Even if we use Google to yeah. find it, but yep. you know, we know how to do it better than you guys do. <laughs> Apparently, my degree says that. <laughs> like, like librarians and IT professionals know how to Google better than you. So just accept it. I mean, I had to take a whole class on how to Google, so. <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.